This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi there. Welcome to the 150th episode of the Saturday Quiz. My name's John Leary and I'm usually the host of this podcast, but today we're doing things a little differently. This time, to celebrate the milestone... I'm going to be the guest and someone else is going to be asking me the questions. He's an actor who played Scorpius in the Australian premiere of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child and you might have seen him on TV in the ABC series The Messenger and he was also previously a guest on this very podcast when we were performing together in the Melbourne Theatre Company production of Bernhardt Hamlet earlier this year. It is my very great pleasure to welcome to the show as the new host, Will McKenna. Woo! I'll clap myself hello? there. Hello, Jonathan Leary. Oh, hello, hello, welcome. Well, it's not Jonathan, is it? It's just John Leary. No, it's not Jonathan. Yeah. It's and John I'm or Johnny. McKenna, actually. There's no Will. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. Let me just get into it the way you get into it. Okay. If you don't mind. Okay. Welcome to the 100... And that was a joke. That was my impersonation of you. Um, welcome to the 150th anniversary special. Woo! <laughs> Our guest today is a writer, podcaster, and prolific actor who you might know from voicing unnamed characters in 52 episodes of the children's animated show Sea Princesses. Or you might know him as Waiter from Season 7, Episode 4 of Offspring. Or, more recently, as additional miscellaneous voices in 2021's animated classic Back to the Outback. A little context, I first saw John Leary in a Melbourne Theatre Company play called The Book of Everything when I was 10 years old. At one point in the play, John Leary stood centre stage with a broom in his hand, dressed as Jesus Christ. He turned to the audience and he yelled, Jesus swept. Now, little did I know that 12 or so years later, I would work with him in a Melbourne Theatre Company play called Bernhard Hamlet, where we would share no scenes. Between him and Daniel Day-Lewis, they share three Oscars. He's the man with all the facts and the actual host of this podcast. Welcome to the 150th episode special, John Leary. Wow. Amazing. That is an exceptional introduction. Thank you so much, Will. That's... Feel getting into the character of additional miscellaneous. <laughs> that was actually a godsend because it was mid-pandemic, and I had right. zero work. But you had a microphone, and, and so to be able to be 
a, a bunch of miscellaneous voices in a Netflix cartoon was very good for the, well, yeah, very good for the bank balance at that time. Can I hear one of those voices? <laughs> I think I just used my voice. That's the, you know, embarrassing thing. Well, it's special. Additional miscellaneous, so multiple voices, but... It was multiple okay. voices, but <laughs> I think each character only said, like, one thing. You know, like, oh my God, look over there! Like, that kind of thing. <laughs> I'd like to ask you a question, John Leary. Are you scared people are going to realise you know absolutely nothing and have been hiding behind the oh, that's the Well, yeah. I mean, half the reason, well, probably 90% of the reason that I enjoy making the podcast is that, I mean, I enjoy trivia and quizzes and that kind of thing anyway. But yeah. half the reason I'm the host is that I, I, it means I come across as probably a lot smarter than I actually am because I have all the answers. <laughs> But you also then retain a lot of that information over the last four years? I do weirdly retain a lot of dumb trivia that, yeah. It's held me in good stead for trivia nights and things like that. Well, that's, I mean, what that takes us to a little segment you like to call What's Your Favourite Piece of Trivia? John Leary, finally, someone's going to ask you. We like to ask the guests here if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Do you have one? Well, that is a great question, Will. Um, let me let me answer by saying that just moments ago, I asked my son. I well, just moments ago, I thought, "Oh no, I have to come up with a favorite piece of trivia." I don't know what my favorite piece of trivia is. So I said, "I asked my son. I said, what do you think I should say?" And he said that wom- the favorite bit of tri- trivia is that wombats have square poo. Or do square poos. Isn't that amazing? I think that's incredible. Is that like sort of, are we talking like a, like you're trying, like piping icing onto a cake. So it's sort of like a square hole or is it just. No. Have you not seen wombat poo? (laughs) No, it's not what I look at often. (laughs) Not what you look at often. (laughs) They are quite literally cubes. They're like. Wow. It's like they've, they they pump out a handful of mini dice. That's what they do. Oh my God. When they do a poo. They are very... Pick them up and play poker with them or backgammon <laughs> or whatever you use a dice with, not poker. Not, well, backgammon you do. You, you don't... Not with poker. Um, wow. But my other go. piece of... My other bit of trivia that I quite like as well... Please. Uh, which I think yeah, people might not really know. And it all also relates to my son. It's that... Uh, Does he do first... square... He doesn't do square poo, no. No, not that I remember. <laughs> anyway. No, the first sport that used... Yes. that The referee used a whistle to uh, adjudicate the game. That, that first sport was football, was soccer in, in the UK. Wow. Yeah. Do you know why? Uh well, yeah, they, they were originally, the, the referee of soccer originally used to stay on the sidelines and they used to um, kind of run up and down the sidelines and and wave a white flag. And that that's why there's still uh, flag, you know, flags involved in refereeing of soccer. But then someone went, well, this isn't working at all. I mean, it's working a little bit, but <laughs> people are... Breaking the rules. No one and, can hear me. And, and yeah, exactly. That's why, like, 
you know, they'd be standing on the sideline waving their flag and the, oh, it would take the players, you know, looking over to go, oh, okay, I see, we've done something wrong. Uh, <laughs> so someone went, that's it, and invented the the referee's no whistle. Way. Yeah. So for they soccer for football. There were they went and got a uh, policeman's whistle. Were using that for the for the games, and then when they went, oh, this is actually not quite working as well as we want it to be. They invented the pee whistle. What what is that? Is that with urine? No, P no. as in P E A as in a. So there's a little. Right. You know how in in whistles there's that little ball that blows around. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's called the P or the PIP. And um, that was invented for the game of soccer. There you go. How's that for a bit of trivia? Well, you came in with two. You doubled it. I doubled it. Well, it's because usually I have two guests. But, you know, you... Yeah, it's true. To start you off, you, you've just got the one guest. You are two for the price of one. <laughs> um, can I ask another question to you? Have you noticed patterns in the questions? Do you know if question three will be a sport or a science question? Uh, have you worked that out? No. I know that Cindy does always put a sport question in. How well-versed are you in sport? Or depends. If it's particular sports, then I'll do quite... I'll do all right. But but very often the sport, sporting questions are, are my downfall as well. And geography are notoriously hard because what I always tell my guests when they are struggling with geography is that the world is a big place. There's lots of places. There's lots of rivers. There's lots of <laughs> cities. There's point. lots of countries. Look, you're not wrong there. So don't feel bad. I, I And I will not feel bad if I don't know something about geography. But <laughs> it is embarrassing when bad. you go, oh, yeah, name, you know, name a South American country and you end up naming a country in Africa or something like that. There is a great quiz, Jet Punk, where you have to name all 198 countries Ooh, wow. and that was sort of my lockdown thing and now i can i don't know where they are in the world oh but you know what map, they're called but i know every single country name that's probably my bit of trivia wow that's that good last time i came with nothing um can i ask you another question <laughs> okay do you have a favorite guest has ever been on this podcast oh I, you I can't, can't say me that. you can't say me john <laughs> don't even bother trying to say me i'm not gonna answer that i can't okay well that. let me tell that's you that's like my because you know my favorite that's like asking Someone who's their child? child. I mean, it's pretty easy <laughs> for me. I've only got one. <laughs> oh, well, do you know who is tied for the most appearances on the Saturday quiz? Podcast? Oh, that's a good question. Is it Julia Zamiro and Virginia Gay? And one other. Oh, and one other. Who's the one other? Featured primarily in some season finales. Oh, is it... Um, uh, uh, Kate uh, Jinx. Kate Jinx. What's and Kate? I just want to say something. Alison Bell sits on four appearances. Yeah. Um, and she is your partner. How do you think that makes her feel? I think she's very relieved that I don't ask her to do it more often. She, she, <laughs> tri- trivia is my thing. There, you know, in the, in a, uh, in a relationship, uh, yeah, you, you share things around. You don't have to love the same things. That's okay. You just have to love <laughs> thought- each other. I thought everyone um, slept in separate beds, like my parents. <laughs> um, hey, John yes. Henry, would you like to get into the questions? Yeah, let's get into the quiz. Come on, enough faffing around. <laughs> okay, here we go. Are you ready oh my for the goodness. first question? Okay, John Leary, question one. In which month did World War One end? 
Oh. And there's a bonus point for naming the month in which it began. Okay. Uh, so... How well versed are you in World War One trivia? Well, is Ar- Armistice Day, is that the 11th of the 11th? It is. So, uh, what what month is that? Um, November. <laughs> well done. Well uh, done. Good. There is a possibility here, John Lee. I have looked through the questions because I was supposed to, and y- you could get 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. well, don't be like that. Now, the, the well, first question... We okay, can't... but do you know the month in which it began? For the oh, that's really. I'll give you a hint. Oh yeah, it's please between do. Between January and December, <laughs> and including those months, but it isn't the month where Austrian Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated. Oh, it's not that month. It's not that month. It happened a month later. Well, oh, three days later. Okay. Oh, but that was a new month. That was now, a different month. Now tell me this. Okay. Keep hinting me along. Well, let's just say because it was, sort it was of kind in of hot in the northern hemisphere. Yeah, thank you. Good. That was my question because I I imagine only because I have seen the vision the Zapruder film of JFK getting assassinated. I think all assassinations oh, yeah. in my head happen in that way. In <laughs> the American summer, you all were in an yeah, open-topped right. car. Like that's how I, you know, in a. I see. Um, like Lincoln, right? President Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln was, uh, famously was driving <laughs> along in Texas, uh, Dallas. Yeah, Dallas, Texas. So Franz Ferdinand was in the car, mm. and you, yeah, that's had, not the question though. Which month? No, I know, I know. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So it was a hot month. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I'm going to say that that happened. Would you like to throw in... out a guess? Oh, yeah. Can can you narrow it? Well, you have narrowed I'll it. I'll narrow it even more. Um, some some say this is quite a dry month. <laughs> I Well, you know what I was going to say? Uh, all right. To be honest, I was going to say I feel like that happened in May, but it sounds mm. like maybe, maybe Franz Ferdinand was assassinated in... June and so the war commenced in July. Bingo! Excellent! Wow! Thank well you for done. that big hint. Well done. No hints needed. Are you joking? Wow! Isn't that amazing? Question number two. Wow! Which teams took out the minor premierships in the NRL and AFL this year? Oh well, I can give you one of them. I can give you the. Uh, the Penrith Panthers. Bingo, well done. They, so they took NRL out the NRL. I am more of an NRL, much more of an NRL, even though I live in Melbourne. I don't know who took out the minor, uh, who the minor premiers are in the AFL. Is it, do you I know? Is it? you know also, I had to ask my dad. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> is... Just what a minor premiership was. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, is, are they one of the teams that is contesting the grand final? Do you know that much? Yes, I do. And yes, it is. Okay. So those teams, oh, it, is it Brisbane or is it the other one? It's Collingwood. It's Collingwood. How did you get there? (laughs) Well done. (laughs) If only I didn't raise my eyebrows. Uh, Well done. It's Collingwood. Wow. Well, look. Now, do you know a fun fact about Panthers? Little Tell fun me. fact about panthers is that they are not a separate species of big cat. Did you know that? Oh. They are actually, depending on location, they are a jaguar or a leopard, but they are just both black. 
And so, depending on Asia, Africa, or the Americas, come from Panthera pardus or Panthera onca. Did you know that, John? Neary? No, I did not. And I love that bit of information. That is brilliant. Yeah, so, like, the movie Black Panther is, is like saying ATM machine, because the M in ATM <laughs> is machine. So, what they're saying is black, black leopard. Do you know? Anyway. I don't want to go on about it, but right. let me also say black, black a little fun yeah. fact about magpies. Oh, is they actually which is the the <laughs> ma- mascot for the Collingwood? Yes, is that they're very good at mimicking human speech, which I think I can't say for the average AFL magpie fan, <laughs> and that's a little joke about the Collingwood supporters. <laughs> I've got plenty of gags for you. Oh, good. This is is what the people want. So that is right now, you're two for two. Well, with the bonus point. That's a two and a... Thank you. And a bonus point. Are you ready for question three? Oh, yeah, I sure am. Question number three. Is torpor a synonym for energy or lethargy? Torpor is lethargy. Straight out of the gate. Well done, John Leary. That's, yeah, it's 100%. Lethargy. Talk me through how you got there. Uh, I don't know how I know. I just I just know that one. It's well, it's from the Latin torpor, meaning numbness, from torpio, meaning I am numb. Oh, really? What is that in like other languages, like um, French and Italian? Do you know? Am I? Sp- is this a test? Am I back in high school doing my French exam in year nine? What I do know is that it's the opposite of torpedo. Because they're usually quite fast, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Why? Someone yeah. Has, right. Okay. Now yeah. I'm interested to know why it's called a torpedo. Yes. Me too. Well, you can you can look that up and 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 mention well, that in the uh, <laughs> in the wrap up if you like. Oh, that's good actually. Yeah. I'll do that. Well done, John Leary. Three for three. With the Thank you. Point. Question number four in the 150th episode special. Question four. In which room of the house? Would you most likely find a trivet? A trivet it w- you would find in the kitchen. A trivet is something you put oh under my. like a hot pot or a... That or, is correct. Yeah. Can wow. you believe that? Yeah, nice. That's a, that's a good one. I like that. We uh, This house is distinctly uh, distinctly lacks trivets. I, I always... Well, I don't know, but we, we just don't have one. Well, it blew my mind. We have we have a very iconic trivet in my family home. I say we. I don't live there anymore. <laughs> and it's it you know the the sort of tripod brackety thing that we put all our put all of our kettles the one kettle. Ah, oh, right. On, yeah, it blew my mind that that's called a trivet. But you just, didn't know that it was called a trivet. No, just things like that. I didn't realize had names, <laughs> but of course they do. And they yeah. can be made out of anything, not just metal. You can make them out of like um, other things. I I saw a felt trivet once did you did you go to the trivet museum <laughs> i don't know. i don't know where the trivet museum would be that that's a good uh question oh probably where the old people are going i don't know <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for question five that's oh yeah four, four with the bonus point okay okay i reckon i reckon oh it was anyway, stop you stop. might get this i might i might though then it's going to be embarrassing question five true or false Jennifer Lawrence's first Academy Award nomination was for The Winter's Tale. Now, really think about this before you the throw it. The Winter's your Tale? Her first Academy Award nomination was for The Winter's Tale. True or false? Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, you're a big fan? Not particularly. Um, okay. Have you seen The Hunger Games? No. 
No, I haven't. Have you seen I, any movie with Jennifer Lawrence? I, I am significantly older than you, so I... I don't believe it. I, I, um, I, I assume you probably saw all the Hunger Games, did you? Oh, yeah. Like, that was, that was big time for you. Huge What's time. her name? Like, Trisket something? I think it's Trivet. Uh, Trivet Everdeen. Trivet, you could be, yeah, someone could be called Trivet in that no, it's series. Katniss. Not to be confused Katniss. with a cactus. Well, okay, my question is, how yes, many, how many uh, Academy Awards has she been nominated for? She has been nominated four times. Four times. One. I've uh, not seen anything is... that she's been in and gone. Wow, that, that's Academy Award. Wait, you just said you haven't seen any Jennifer Lawrence. No, no, no. I haven't seen any that she's been in and thought there's an Academy Award winning performance. Even the one, what was the one, um, uh, you know, with that other guy? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. I feel like I'm talking to my parents. (laughs) This is great. Silver Linings Playbook. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one she won. She won the Best Actress Academy Award for that. Incredibly overrated. (laughs) You heard it here first. You may work with her. I may. I imagine that. Yeah. I'd say no. No, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of Jennifers in Hollywood. So, what? okay. My question about The Winter's Tale is, who directed The Winter's Tale? True or false, Jennifer Lawrence's first Academy <laughs> Award nomination was for The Winter's Tale. I think it's going to be false. That is correct. Oh. Do you know why it's correct? Why? Because She's not in it. It was No, it was for The Winter's Bone. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, drop the the. It's just Winter's, winter's Bone. Winter's Bone. Wow. The Winter's Tale is... Well, this is good. Obviously. Yeah, because I thought, she's not doing Winter's Tale. Was she even in it? That, yeah. No, she wasn't. The closest she got to Shakespeare was singing in a production of Othello at age 14, according to my research. Brilliant. And another tie between Jennifer Lawrence and um, Shakespeare is that the latter three <laughs> nominations for the Academy Awards were Silly Lightning's Playbook, American Hustle, and Joy. And they were all directed by David O. Russell. David O. Russell apparently is not a lovely man to work for. His latest movie was titled Amsterdam, which was the second country I visited in my Europe trip, the first being France, where I stepped into the infamous Shakespeare & Co. bookstore. Shakespeare, of course, wrote The Winter's Tale. That's sort of a little connection there. That is an... Yeah. That, thank you. That is a beautiful piece of bringing it all together. Shakespeare and Jennifer Lawrence... Via Will McKenna. Thank you very much. Love it. John Leary, you are five for five with a bonus point. We're going to go cut to a short little break and find out afterwards if you're going to get 10 out of 10. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And 
welcome back to the 150th anniversary of the Saturday Quiz. I am your, for now, host, William McKenna, and today's guest we've got is John Leary from Out to the Outback, or whatever it was back called. To where he, back to the Outback, where he played additional miscellaneous voices. Welcome back. He's five for five with an additional bonus point. Are you ready for question six? Yes, please. Question number six. Whose books include A Promised Land, The Audacity of Hope and Dreams? Let me do that again. No, I, I, I've got gotcha. you. <laughs> the Audacity of Hope <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, Dreams and, is another... And Dreams from My Father. Yeah, dr- yeah <laughs> Dreams from My Father. That is uh, former President Barack Obama. That yeah? is correct. That is absolutely correct. 1995's Dreams from My Father, A Story of Race and Inheritance, 2006's The Audacity of Hope, Thoughts on Reclaiming the American Dream, and 2020's A Promised Land, which apparently is part one of two, the oh. second volume coming out sometime. Are Amazing. you a big reader of the uh, biographies? Of, uh, of biographies? Not at all. Not at all? No. Not even a single one? Oh, look, I think I have probably have once upon a time... Um, who, is, who would be oh, someone? Steve, Steve Martin's a biography, but that's more a memoir. That's not really a biography. Oh, that's a has a great title too. I've forgotten what it's called. But Born Standing Up. Oh, that one. Oh, he's. I think he's got another one. Oh, as does well. he? Yeah, he does. They God, they just churn them out, don't they? Yeah. Go, How many lives can one person have? Yeah. Now, did you know, John Leary, that if you add the time it would take to listen to the audio versions of these books, yes, Dreams, My Father, The Audacity of Hope, and A Promised Land, it comes to forty-nine hours and sixteen minutes. My goodness. Which is actually only two thirds the time it would take to listen to every episode of this podcast. <laughs> I've yeah. generated more content than uh, Barack Obama. Famously, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I've done more good in the world. I, I don't have quite the same mellifluous tones as Barack Obama, though. He Very is a beautiful voice. voice to listen to. Oh, yeah. And, well, he narrates his own uh, bio. Yeah. <laughs> John Leary, you are six for six. Okay. With one bonus point. Are you ready for question seven? Yes, please. Saturday quiz, 150th anniversary, if you're just joining us. The world's highest uninterrupted waterfall, Angel Falls, is in which country? Oh no! This is. Have you heard of Angel Falls? Yeah, I have. Uh, And this is that thing, that trap that I was talking about before. Could be anywhere. Where it could be anywhere, and I am gonna say I'm gonna Angel Falls. I think he's in. It has a height of 979 metres. That is so high. That's a kilometre, virtually. 978 metres taller than you. (laughs) (laughs) That is outrageous. But true. Um, Is it... Okay. Can you narrow it down for me? Is it in Africa? It is not in Africa. Is, Is it in South America? It is in South America. Yeah, okay. See, that, that's the thing. I was going to... I was pretty... I... Yeah. I'm feeling that it's going to be one of the... One of the big... One of the bigger geographically countries in South America. I was leaning towards Argentina. 
Well, yeah, and you were going <laughs> to lean towards a different one after that. <laughs> but, but I will lean, I will now lean away from Argentina. Absolutely. And, oh, no. I don't know. Um, Think sort of uh, more the second half of the alphabet. Oh, okay. Thank you. Like right in the middle of the alphabet? Like sort of, sort of like M to Z. Closer to Z. (laughs) Closer to Z. Uh, Oh, no. See, now I'm going to embarrass myself with not knowing the... um, No, you know it. You know it. Does it start with U? Keep going. Keep going (laughs) alphabetically? Is it... Does it start with V? Yes, well done. It does start with V. Would could it possibly be Venezuela? Oh my, that is correct. John <laughs> you, you are seven for seven. With thank a bonus you. Point. You did lead me quite a long way down down the path with that one. Thank you. The um, waterfall was named after Jimmy Angel, a U.S. aviator who was the first person to fly over the falls. And Angel's ashes were scattered over the falls on the 2nd of July, 1960. Wait a second. What was, it wasn't called anything before then? Oh, it thousand percent most definitely was. <laughs> but when an American comes and flies over it, they'll name it after him. I see. Ah, uh, brilliant. Good. Angel Falls. That's seven for seven with a bonus point. Wow. Do you know what it was called before then? Or or that's not part of, part of your research? Karapakupai Meru. Meaning waterfall of the deepest place. Ah, the world's tallest uninterrupted waterfall, which is also probably the name for some politicians. Oh yeah, did you did you also see that in late two thousand and nine, Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez declared that the falls should be referred to as Carapacupay Meru, the indigenous name for the falls. Well, that's good. Yeah. We're all about that on this uh, on this podcast. Last week we were talking yes. about the island uh, Gari off the coast of Queensland, which is um, the original name and has been returned to the original name of the Butchler people. Um, but it was called Fraser Island. So yeah, so Fraser Island is no more. And it is now to be referred to as Gurry, which means paradise, which is lovely. Well, that's good. Slowly getting into exactly where it should be. Yeah. John Leary, are you ready for question number eight? You betcha. Here we go! Question number eight. Robert Boyle is regarded as a founding father of which modern science? Oh, no. Your eyes lit up there now. Do you know many sciences? Oh, no. I feel like I do know this. Robert Boyle, you are a fan? <laughs> Am I? I don't know. <laughs> Robert Boyle. Okay. He was oh. born January 25th, 1627. Thank you. In Lismore Castle, County Waterford, Ireland. Well, the the year 16, did you say? 16 something? 1627. Okay. That that is helpful cuz it you know, it's not going to be aeronautics, for example. I would Suggest to you to think more, yeah, think more broader strokes. Right. Think more, learn in a classroom in high school. Yes. So it's either chemistry, biology, physics, right? Is that, That's what you're after? One of those? It is one of those, John Leary, yes. Okay. 
Did you pass many science exams? No. I got 40% on my <laughs> last science camp. Anyway. And to be fair, I quite like science. I just knew I wasn't going to continue. Yeah, look, I, I'm a little bit I the same. I would just sit up the back and play games on my laptop. Oh, well, yeah. laptops weren't invented when I was at school. Um, <laughs> we had a computer room at the school. And See, that was, I a, was there when... That was a big deal, though. <laughs> like, I was there when they... they created the idea of a computer room that's well, computer lab actually yeah computer lab you're right um so Ro- robert robert boyle robert boyle so either physics chemistry or what was the other one biology i believe you said. or biology i'm guessing that it's not biology um just you know, judging kind of like the robert boyle of today am, am i just minus the science Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of Susan Boyle. <laughs> so, uh, we're down to physics or chemistry. Physics or chemistry. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, I'm going to go with chemistry because I feel like there's other bigger names in physics. So, like Copernicus mm-hmm. and and what's his name? The other one, the um, Newton, uh, is the uh, they're the big names in physics. So I'm gonna go chemistry. Am I am I right? Oh no. You are correct! <laughs> you are John Leary, you are this is genuine. I mean, yeah, sure I've helped you, but eight for eight with one bonus point. Oh boy. So just know that that one bonus point can help you. If you don't get the next two right, you can just add that bonus point in. Sure. Thank you. And you've got ten. Thank you very much. Okay, are you ready? Okay. Are you ready for question number nine? Is that all you've got for for Robert Boyle for me? You got nothing. Well, he was best he was best known uh, as a natural philosopher, particularly in the field of chemistry. But his scientific work covered many areas, including hydrostatics, physics, medicine, earth sciences, natural history, and alchemy. Wow! Oh, they were all into a bit of alchemy back in the well, day. Yeah. Basically, what he was was a big nerd. <laughs> he was a big nerd at the time. Yeah, right. Cool. Robert right. Boyle. Thank you. Question number nine. In the 1968 musical Funny Girl, Barbara Streisand sings Don't Rain on My What? Oh, wow. Brilliant. When you said Barbara Streisand, I was like, oh, I don't, I'm not a lot of, you know, in there. <laughs> And when no, you said no. Funny Girl, I was like, oh, no, I haven't. I've never seen Funny Girl. But I can tell you that this song is Same. Don't Rain On My Parade. Yes. Wow. Well I'm so done. glad. I'm so glad that I went to uh, to drama school at Theatre Nepean. And in the third year that I was there, uh, one of the girls in, in my class sang don't rain on my parade. Otherwise, I may never wow. have heard that song in my life. So I'm so glad that I heard that song at, at drama school. That's because I, I may never have heard it again. Some perks of drama school. Yeah, there are one or two. That's that's Knowing probably the, the title limit. of Don't Rain on My Parade. <laughs> do you know she, Barbara Streisand, won the Oscar for this I movie, do know her, it, yes. It was tied with Catherine Hepburn for The Lion in the Winter. Hepburn came in and rained all over her parade, let's just say, because she didn't even show up. Wow, so they both won that year. They both won tied for best actress in for... a leading role. Wow, and and Hepburn was like, nah, I'm not even gonna go. Do you know the line in do you know the film The Lion in Winter? No, I should watch it. 
Sure. Well, I don't know. I've never seen it, but it's. I. I'm pretty sure if this is the one that I that it, I think it is. I think it's with uh, Sean Connery. And no, it's not. Oh, it's not. <laughs> it's something else. The Lion in Winter stars Peter O'Toole and Anthony Hopkins, Timothy Dalton. Sorry. Yes, I'm thinking of the wrong people. Um, I knew it was a. Um, <laughs> I knew it was a James Bond though. So Timothy Dalton, and not Sean Connery. That's right. How's that? Is that a good save? It was Timothy Dalton and James Bond. Yeah. He was. He so was. Of course That's he was. Right. He's sort of the most forgettable one. We all remember George Lazenby because he did one. Because he just so did one. Kind of yeah. And he was Australian. So there's, you know, there's that. And Sean Connery came back. And I know. Imagine that. After. We're recasting you. We're who with? The guy that did it before you. Oh. Everyone prefers you know him that? and wishes we didn't change it to you. Oh. Do you know that Don't Rain On My Parade has yes. 31 million streams on Spotify? Wow, that's quite a lot. It's just shy of what this podcast gets. <laughs> Question 10. You're 9 for 9. This is insane. John Leary, in the 150th anniversary special, you being the guest for the first time ever, you are 9 for 9 with a bonus point. So you've got your 10 points. Amazing. This is for okay. 11 points. More points than anyone's ever got. <laughs> more than Virginia Gay, more than Kate Jinks. Not, yeah, not collectively. They've, they've obviously scored a lot of points in their multiple point. appearances. But yes, okay. Question number 10. Traditional caviar was and is made from the eggs of what fish starting with S? That is... You eat a lot of caviar? <laughs> I wouldn't say I eat a lot of caviar. Um... Oh, but you've had some caviar? <laughs> I have wow. had some some caviar. And yes, caviar, and I like that the question says traditionally, because caviar can encompass the fish roe, the, the, the eggs of, of yes. many different fish. Uh, but traditionally, it comes from sturgeon, I believe. Um, is that right? Listeners, everybody at home. John Leary has just done the impossible. He has got every single question correct with a bonus point. Thank you, Will. Wow. How do you feel? I, I feel elated. That it is truly, I, I'm, yeah, I'm beside myself. It is a sturgeon. Traditionally, the term caviar refers only to roe from wild sturgeon in the Caspian Sea and Black yeah, sea. yeah, and it's delicious. Now, I also read here that yes. true connoisseurs prefer to enjoy caviar straight from a spoon without any other flavours to distract them from savouring caviar's exquisite taste mm. and texture. It, it, look, it is. There's a restaurant up on uh, Smith Street. I live in Collingwood, and there's a restaurant up in, on Smith Street called Smith Street Bistro. And I went there recently with, uh, well, not recently, about a year ago with Alison, my partner, and we had a fancy dinner and on the menu yes. it was that was uh caviar. And there were there were two sizes that you could get, you know, the the small like tiny little tin or like a big giant tin. And we went for the small one, but it was still extremely expensive. Very spinny. It it brings out you, you know they they bring it out on uh, in in its little tin on ice so it's in a little kind of ice bucket. A bit of dry ice, bit of smoke, bit of bit of <laughs> bit the theatrics going on. That's that's what you're paying for really. That is what you're paying for. Fishing. But there's also you know it comes out with blinnies and sour cream and 
chopped chives and onion and all sorts of other little goings on. And yeah, but the best time really is straight up straight up sturgeon eggs just by the wow. by themselves it's delicious and yet they give you little the little spoons are, are made of like i want to say mother of pearl they're kind of like these i have never tried caviar because i am one of the people oh you simply must <laughs> <laughs> also a little fun fact about a sturgeon is their lifespan is 50 to 60 years which is roughly how long this episode has gone for so john leary I'm going to wrap this up right now. Amazing. You just won the game on the 150th episode of the Saturday Queers podcast. How do you feel? Thank you, Will. I I feel extremely honoured and very, quite proud that that I managed to struggle through some of the difficult ones. And I think some of them were were a little easier than than sometimes they are. Um, Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm nonetheless I'm still very proud that I managed to get each and every question correct, with your stunning guidance, your excellent help. I didn't help you at all, and I definitely didn't raise my eyebrows at any time when you were guessing. <laughs> Maybe or once or twice. Or shake my head, or cross my arms, or anything <laughs> like that. Will it's been an absolute delight to be on this show hosted by you ask the asked the questions Leary, by you i'm gonna take over now okay please never do never going to be allowed back on this podcast but hey why don't i have a couple more goes and do maybe roughly like four episodes and then maybe you can we should back. say that we should say at the end of this episode uh i am taking a well-earned i think break from uh making this podcast i have had utter joy making this podcast for the last four years but finally um i'm going on a holiday and (laughs) my me and my family are going to europe we're going to italy for the next for the month of of, um plenty of caviar there yeah yep can't wait (laughs) uh we'll be doing so much eating i'll be enormous by the time i get back so, listeners, I will be back in November, but please stay tuned, keep listening, because Will McKenna has proven himself an exceptional host of this very podcast, and he will be your host for the following, the next, what, four weeks? Amazing. The next four episodes. I can't wait. I've got some beautiful guests lined up. Excellent. Just you wait thank you john leary thank you for all your additional miscellaneous voices and we hope that you eat everything and swim everywhere and come back with a beautiful tan <laughs> thank you john leary for joining me thank you Will. on the 150th episode woo, woo, woo. Of Sunday quiz. this episode was recorded on Bantois land and I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners, the Aranda people, and their traditions of sharing stories and knowledges for millennia on this land and pay all the respects to elders past and present. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Saturday Quiz. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to my guest, John Leary. You can see him in the second season of ABC's The Newsreader or any of the 150 episodes of this podcast. Thanks to all who keep coming back week after week. If you'd like to leave a review, do so. He'll be back in a month. I am the captain for now. Thanks as ever to the wonderful Cindy McDonald for supplying the questions. The show couldn't be made without you. I'm Willie McKenna and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.